0: The stamp, 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 Hey guys, welcome back to episode 5 of The Walsh's Playbook. Yeah, so
1: here we are, uh, first game of the NBA Finals today. Uh what an exciting game one it was. I absolutely loved watching that game.
0: Um, I don't know about you, but like the energy was just so high. Like yeah. this is a this is um, played in Phoenix. Um, these fans haven't been to the playoffs in 10 or 11 seasons, and, you know, when they get to their first one, they're already in the finals. Yeah. So, you know, they had a packed house. Phoenix fans were going crazy. It was yeah. a really good energy around No, you it. could
1: kind of you could feel that energy through the through the TV, I think. Like, you could just, you know, you could kind of sense the, like, the excitement in that building. Uh, you could see it on the faces of all the players. Such such a gripping game, really entertaining to watch.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, like both teams came out, you know, with that. You know, they were filling it out. It's the first time a lot of them have ever played um, deep in the playoffs and in the finals. And you, could, they were having like a feel out game early on, like yeah. seeing like when to control the pace, when to slow things yeah, down. Yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah. Uh, so what we're gonna do with this one? Uh, just because we've got the one game to focus on, uh, I'm gonna break it down a little bit more thoroughly. Yeah. I think we'll go into the X's and O's. Uh, kind of break down what happened there and what led to that Suns win. Uh, and then from that, we'll kind of look at what's going to happen with the series going forward, I yeah. think, with our predictions.
0: One big thing about this game is um, the Bucks had very good news at the opening tip. Giannis was playing.
1: Yeah. Um, and, like, he didn't look like he was limited, like, very much No, at all. he looked, yeah, he was a strong start. I mean... Like, one test to, you know, you're having a look to see if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that chase down block was huge. Was insane. I mean, he didn't look like he was hurt when he was doing stuff we like that. We were talking about that. Like, yeah.
0: was it better than LeBron's one in the finals? Yeah. Like, obviously, LeBron's one meant a little bit more, like, late uh, in the a game. A lot more. But, yeah, yeah. but
1: um, I think, yeah, in terms of the athletic ability on that block was absolutely insane. Um, to start off with, anyway, what I saw in the first half. So, if we're going to break it down, mm-hmm. do some X's and O's. Um, the, f- the, the two words. Pick. And roll. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's what I saw. So, Booker and CP3, uh, I think the game plan from the start was extremely obvious. What they're going to do is they're going to draw, Aiton's going to go set screens for them. They're mm-hmm. going to draw Brooke Lopez out and they're going to get switches and yep. then they're just going to attack Brook Lopez. Um, you see them do that throughout the first half. Uh, Poor, I did not feel Brook. I did, did feel bad for Brook Lopez alone on that island with Chris Paul and Devin Booker, both guys who ha- have so many tricks in their bag. Mm-hmm um you know he's he's just a step slow for them you can't really blame him but when they put him on that island like that Chris Paul and Devin Booker just went to town and you have to wonder what was going on uh, in the Milwaukee Bucks side of things like why
0: was um coach Budenholzer like still letting those happen like in those situations you would usually look to like fight over the screen and like not switch Yeah there's much. different things
1: and they they looked at different looks as it are, at a different you know pick and roll defense as it went on but um, we'll get to that. But yeah, I, I was surprised watching it. I just kept thinking, when are they going to change up what they're doing? Because it, it seemed every trip down, Chris Paul would get come get DeAndre Aiden and set him a screen. Brook Lopez would come out and guard him, and you know he was just he was just scoring at will. The thing is, it doesn't have to be the guy who's then attacking Brooke Lopez that scores. Here's the thing, because Brooke Lopez is obviously a step slow, right? Chris Paul or Devin Booker can attack him. Draw help defense and then kick it to a shooter as well. Exactly. Okay, because yeah. they they just need to create a bit of separation. Uh, then you've got guys like you know Cameron Johnson, Cameron Payne, uh, different guys like that were stepping up and hitting jump shots. Uh, her bridges as well. Yeah, yeah. These guys start to get into the game because Chris Paul can. Blow by his defender, who's a who's a seven foot setter, then make a kick once the help defense comes.
0: That's a scary thing about this Phoenix Suns team is they have a lot of shooters. Yeah. Jake uh, Jay, Jay Crowder's yeah. a big, huge make or miss player. Like this game, he wasn't that effective. He only had one point, but his defense was like was still there all game. Yeah. Um, Bridges was huge. But another thing we saw in the first half was the Bucks were like you know playing Chris Paul to be a passer. Yeah, they um, were. They were. They had very active hands. Um, I remember there was possession where they got back-to-back, you know, um, like got the p- deflections, tip, deflections yeah. got the passes.
1: Yeah. Um, and they were re- that's what their game plan against CP3 was yeah. going into it. Yeah, they played him to be a passer. They know he's at his best. I mean, obviously, he can score the basket. Let me just say, I wanted to say this, actually, and I haven't said it yet yeah. um, on this episode. Chris Paul, I want people to understand when they're watching this series that they are watching the Phoenix Suns point guard... Is one of the greatest point guards that has ever played the game of basketball. Exactly, right? yeah, and yeah. today it was it was just so obvious. He is one of the greatest. I just want to say that, and we should appreciate the show that he's putting on. Um, you know, obviously uh, the Bucks will adjust, but he was he was masterful. Anyway, in the first quarter, you're right; they did a great job. They played him as a passer because they know he's at his most dangerous when he's he's making plays for others. Yep. And uh, so they were trying to you know get in the passing lanes, kind of uh, stop him from distributing the ball, which worked to an extent. They definitely had active hands, uh, good defense. Uh, you got guys like you know Tucker and. Um, and Drew Holiday, who were really, really good defenders, who were you know getting in the lanes and disrupting some passes, had a couple of deflections like that. But um, I think the story, of the first half for me, was that switching on screen action, exactly. pick and roll action, Devin Booker and Chris Paul just getting to their spots and scoring, pulling up for threes, all that sort of stuff. So in the second half, I was coming in thinking, you know, are they going to adjust? What are the Bucs going to do? And, and what did you see from the start of that there? Um, well, both teams came out with like a
0: like very good energy. They've already obviously filled filled each other out a bit. Um, I saw like the Suns were you know ob- they were trying to pass it around. Get um, DeAndre Ayton was huge mm-hmm. that second half. Like that first half he had like ten or eleven rebounds. Came and did a lot of the same things. Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, I think I think what was really cool was um, firstly one thing I didn't really mention was the Suns uh, how they managed Giannis was pretty good. Giannis was played a good game. But they um, they came in and out of a man and a zone. So you talked about DeAndre Ayton. They started uh, Ayton on Giannis. Yeah. Uh, Giannis was able to kind of uh, blow by him because he's a little bit quicker, a little yeah, bit I saw faster. Yeah, it's that
0: baseline play where he was like you know dribbling around and he got straight to the baseline, and yep. went up for a big dunk.
1: Yeah. So what they decided to do instead then is put uh, Crowder on, on Giannis at times. Uh, a little bit faster, more versatile, and that really helped. And they also played a little bit of zone to collapse on him uh, yeah. and just not give him the freedom of movement, just kind of collapse, sink in. Uh, when he's not a, you know, Giannis isn't a consistent like outside shooting threat, and so as dominant as he is, and he is a spectacular player, there are things you can do to limit his, uh, his spots that he catches it on the floor, like running zones Having a guy who's a bit more versatile on him, that kind of slowed him down. And obviously, he's still going to put up great numbers because that's what he does. But he only had eleven field goal attempts as well, which is really interesting. Like he like from the whole game, he played thirty
0: five minutes in total. He looked fantastic everywhere. He didn't really look limited at all. But yeah, that field goal count is interesting. Like uh, we had Chris Milton, who was he's going to have to be their shooter like all series. Like yeah. he's always, he's always going to be effective. But he shot twelve of twenty-six, five of twelve from three. Mm-hmm. Um, he he didn't have a great start, but he was there for them late on. But you know, they're gonna have to get have Giannis have another have big games in this series to stay in it. Yeah, for um, sure. I think what I sensed from this game and going into it, I was I, my pick was that this was gonna be a seven game series and uh-huh. Phoenix was gonna win this. But what I got from this game is I'm starting to think it might not be as long of a series for Milwaukee. Mm. Um, I think we're going to have to see how, how Giannis goes and how like how
1: the whole team, how they adjust to
0: what was what they face in Game 1. Yeah, look,
1: I think in terms of game plan, um, Phoenix were miles ahead in Game 1. They looked a lot more prepared. They were playing at their pace. Yeah, I mean, that that switches on the pick and roll. They just exploited that and then defensively quietened Giannis. I mean, when he only has 11 field goal attempts, you see that happen through uh, changing it up, putting Crowder on him at times, uh showing him some zones, you know, just letting him see like seeing testing him. You're testing Giannis' ability when you throw zones at him, bit of man, bit of zones, different matchups, kinda of testing him out, um and and that that, that worked for them. Uh, however, Chris Middleton, like you said, was really good at he kind of created shots out of nothing. You know, I, I seem it to me it seemed as though the Suns were dissecting the Bucks and really figuring out, you know, it was a, such a strategic attack, whereas Chris Middleton would kind of come down and throw up some shots and, and like and make them as a as a great player should and will, but um it seemed as more as though you know he was kind of just creating it out of thin air. Yeah, and Drew Holiday um had
0: his hands full on defense. Like he's a, he's a great two way player. Um he had to deal with Book and CP three and they went off. But they're gonna need more out of Drew on offense. He um he had a pretty average stat line for him: ten points, uh, seven rebounds, and nine assists. Mm-hmm. He's gonna need to be more there offensively, especially if Giannis is still like you know uh getting his legs under him and all that. Um yeah. and also P J Tucker, he's not always gonna get you like a lot of points. Like he had seven today. But um they're gonna need more from the bench if you have that one guy in the starting lineup that doesn't always get a lot of points. You need more off the bench, especially yeah, going sure. against Phoenix's like, you know, starting five, which is very very high scoring yeah for
1: sure um as we progress through that second half so again you know i'm looking at those the main thing i was analyzing all game was that pick and roll action because that's uh, phoenix kept going back to it yeah and to start off the second half i couldn't believe that they were doing the same thing with brook lopez yeah. right it was the same thing uh, and, and a minute and a half into the the second half you see cp3 gets switched onto uh you know uh sorry uh, Brooke Lopez gets switched on to CP3 again, uh, and CP3 it's a four-point play over him. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of energy on that play. That was a very important play, and I was thinking, when are they going to stop switching on this action?
0: My thoughts on um Brooke Lopez is, like, he's he's too good of a player to, like, for Mike Bulldenhose to get, then go, like, hey, I can't play him. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you, do you maybe bring him off the bench and maybe put in Bobby Portis, yeah. uh, a bit of a quicker defender? And they did, defender? yeah.
1: See, yeah, really interesting point that you brought up because... Uh, He's forced to then at times later in the game. uh, Coach Bud takes Lopez out of the game. This is a guy who in the last round he had a game with 33 points, right? Yeah. This is a guy who's been putting up great offensive numbers, and he was actually playing a great offensive game. I mean, how many points did he finish with there? He finished with with 17. 17, and from memory, most of those were the first half because he didn't play much in the second. Yeah. So he's a great offensive weapon, and you don't want to take him out and not play him. You have to find a way to keep him on the court because he can be effective inside now. Like we saw more in his Brooklyn Nets early days, he was he was a post player. He never shot threes. Mm
0: -hmm. Um. He's developed this skill and it's very effective to them, but they need to f- pick and choose where he's going to be.
1: Yeah. Well, useful. the thing is, if he's on the floor, Chris Paul's going to find whoever's guarding him, who's whoever is he's being, uh, whoever he's guarding, mm-hmm. he's going to bring them up and set a screen, and he's going to make Brook Lopez play against him, and that'll never be a favorable outcome for for the Bucks. So it's really interesting to see. Do they take Lopez out of the lineup and just put Giannis at the center, which they had a little bit of success with him in the and second it works half? For it. Yeah. Do yeah. they do that, but then take out a valuable piece of their team? Uh, it's a tough one, and, and Lopez, obviously, yeah, it's a really tough situation I, uh, for, for that coaching staff to deal with. And what we saw in that second half a lot was uh, Phoenix started to get into their
0: rhythm. Uh, everyone was everyone was being pretty effective. They got, they got a decent lead up, I think it was like 13, 15 Yeah, they points. got out
1: to a run, um, third quarter, you know. So, I'll tell you what happened with those switches. I keep going back to that, because that's the main thing I'm gonna talk about today. So, you know, every time they switched on screens, it was an ISO, right? Yep. Chris Paul or, or Devin Booker would just take them one-on-one, score score most times, or um, draw a help defense and yep. kick it for a three. Mm-hmm. They switched. They, they said, right, eventually they took Lopez out of the game, brought Giannis in, and then started changing their um, defensive scheme. Yep. They said, we'll try some drop coverage, right? When they got into that, Chris Paul, the masterful mid-range player that he is, would um, just, you know, he'd have that little bit extra space, take a couple of dribbles, be able to attack from the mid-range. They also tried fighting over the top of some screens, uh, in that case, Chris Paul was able to escape dribble, re-attack, or lob it up to uh, DeAndre Ayton, who had a really big third quarter. Uh, what was DeAndre Ayton's stat line? Do you know? DeAndre Ayton, um, he had 22 points, 19 rebounds,
0: 17 of those on the defensive end. There you go.
1: Um, super effective. Yeah, great game. It seemed like he got every rebound, but then also, yeah, it was in the third quarter... Uh, when they started, you know, they started correcting some. The Bucks started to correct some of their faults with that screen action. Yep. and in that case, Booker and CP three just started giving it to the big fella.
0: Yeah, I think CP three had sixteen points in the third sitting. Yeah, alone. he did. Like the, he, the end, they started knocking down some and shots. And it's been good to see the last few games. He's he's become like he's always been that you know effective mid range scorer, but he's looking to really you know, take it to the defense and really score on them. Yeah. Um, going into that fourth quarter... Yeah. Um, but the
1: thing, something to point to point out as we go through this, sorry, is that uh, we're talking a lot about, we're complimenting the Suns uh, as, as this goes on. Um, they got up to a 20-point lead at some point, but the Bucs were hanging around. They were, yeah, yeah. The Bucks yeah. were hanging around, and that's why I kind of, I don't disagree with what you were saying about it potentially being a shorter series than what we initially thought, unless there's some major changes. But it's interesting that to me... The game planning uh, was um, like Phoenix were miles ahead. It looked as though such a such a um, such a planned out attack that was so well executed. It seemed the Bucks weren't doing the same, and yet they kept in the game. They got it down to seven points. They did, point. and,
0: and credit to Chris Milton and Giannis uh, late, like uh, early fourth quarter, mid fourth quarter, getting that really close. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 stayed with it and and didn't get their heads down. Yeah. But one thing that really pops out to me during the game is uh, Milwaukee. They were nine of sixteen for the free throw line, so they didn't get there a whole lot. Uh, I would say most mm-hmm. of it was yeah, Giannis, yeah, this and, is good point, yeah. and the Phoenix fans were uh, doing things that all the fans have been doing against Giannis, yeah, yeah, just the counting counting, yeah. counting yeah. up. Um, and then on Phoenix's side they were 25 or 26 no, from the no that is fantastic that is awesome exactly what your coach like Monty Williams would have been ecstatic about yeah, that yeah that's great um, and, just locked in and credit to Devin Booker uh, he's, he's really good at seeking out when to try get to the free throw line mm-hmm. he's very very masterful at that now did he, did um, he miss a free throw? Uh, Devin Booker 10 of 10 10 of 10 there uh, you go and Aiden Aiden was an impressive six of six. Like he's yeah. just uh, he's they're they're both very impressive
1: duo. Yeah, so that's uh, that was great from them uh, when they got making uh making the most of their free throws. Whereas uh, the Bucks didn't quite capitalize on that. That makes a huge difference. Twenty five of twenty six. It's ninety six percent. It's phenomenal. And then um, Phoenix's biggest lead of the game was twenty, as you
0: said. Um, and uh, we had the Bucks. Their biggest lead was only three points, and that was that was like pretty early
1: in early the game. Early in the game, yeah. So um, Suns did have the lead for most of it, but. I think um, you get, the whole time. I was thinking, wow, what an absolute masterclass from Chris Paul and and Devin Booker. But the Bucks hung around, and that's part of Chris Paul, uh, not Chris Paul, Chris Middleton generating his own offense. Yeah. Um, you know, making some big shots. A couple of guys stepped up. Drew Holiday was good. Like throws his throws his weight around. He's, he's strong for a guard. He's able to get to the basket a bit. Uh, Giannis was obviously good, even though they limited him. They they made him catch it at difficult angles. He was still able to. To uh, he was still able to do what he does. Did you see uh, Chris Paul and Booker seek out the matchups of uh, Bryn Forbes yeah. and Jeff Teague a lot? Yeah. So that's a good point. So late in the th- late in the second half, what they did was, and I think I said this before, um, they took Lopez out. The Bucks took Lopez out because they said, right now he's being exposed. Yeah. Uh, the guards are just going to go at him every single time. So what they did instead, once Lopez comes out, Chris Paul goes, all right, we're we'll sticking to the game plan. Let me find whoever uh. Bryn Forbes is guarding let me find whoever uh, Patrick Conadent is guarding and I'll go get them to set me a screen yep. and I'll see if these guys can guard me right because they're going to switch and then he's going to be stuck with uh, Patrick Connington or or Bryn Forbes great shooters who also stepped up and hit some big shots but they're not going to be able to guard Chris Paul or Devin Booker one on one. And Monty Williams did a great job of staggering his uh, stars. Like he he mixes and matches
0: uh, them a lot. Like De- uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul's pretty much always in the game. Yeah, on one of way. the two.
1: I I think uh, from memory, one of two of them was on at all times in well, that game. Always,
0: yeah, because um, if you go away from those two and say so you have just Cameron Payne and a bunch of shooters around him, the offense won't flow as yeah. well. Um, so that's going to be up to uh, Coach Bud to. Um, be able to stagger
1: his, his stars a bit better in game two Yeah, and we'll, it'll be interesting
0: to see the adjustments
1: he yeah. makes see I'm not too worried for, for the Bucs I think Phoenix were outstanding today yeah. they definitely threw the first punch but I think the Bucs can adjust uh, there's a lot of questions we need to ask. If I if I could think of some main questions that the Bucs would be thinking about this, this evening, yep. is, you know, number one, what are they going to do about Brook Lopez? Yep. Is do they he keep starter? Him? Is he a starter, or do you put Giannis, plug Giannis in that mm-hmm. center position and just realize that Lopez is going to be a defensive liability? Um, That's what they're attacking, and try to keep him out of there. Uh, I think you try slot him in. You have to play him. He's a great player. Have to have him in there and just find a way to counter that screen action in a way that's... Um, that it's not going to be such a weakness for them. Yeah. Uh, I think another thing is that they're gonna do, you know, they 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 were a bit slow in transition. Yeah. Uh, they were slow in transition, they were slow making decisions. I think they need to tidy that stuff up. Yeah. Um, which they can obviously do. I think that, you know, a little bit of rust. Um, I think, you know, they they're, they're gonna be fine with that. Uh and then yeah, I think just uh Giannis, they need to get him more touches. He needs to score the ball more. Um, they're going to show, I think Phoenix will show him a bit of a zone again at times that, you know, they'll, they'll collapse the paint on him. They'll do different things. Um, Giannis needs to try get Deandre Aiden on him because he did a good job scoring when on, when Aiden was on him. He's just that little bit quicker. He can get by him. Uh, and Crowder did a better job of, on him. And before we go into more about adjustments to game, two, what
0: I noticed, like at the fourth quarter, about five, exactly five minutes ago, Bryn Forbes makes a three to make
1: the score one hundred eight ninety nine. Um, so still plenty of time. Yeah, for the Bucks. I mean that's when I was like, I, I'll i let you get yeah. going. But that's when I was like, wow, um, you know, all this time I've been praising what Phoenix have been doing. It's a seven point game. The Bucks yeah. could win this. They, but, they yeah. kept it.
0: They kept it well close, and then the the next five minutes. Giannis went to the free throw line three times, shot mm. three of six, and um, they only they finished the game one eighteen to one hundred five. Mm. They only scored six points in that last five minutes, mm-hmm. so they put a lot of their energy in, especially Chris Middleton, in getting that score back. Yeah. Um, but it looked like they ran out of energy and legs uh, to work towards the end of that game.
1: Yeah, when you yeah when you get put when you put a a guy on the free throw line and he's missing free throws as well. That slows down the pace. You know that's also that's not something that's not intentional. You know that is intentional. You put Giannis on the free throw line, make him hit shots. He he shoots fifty percent. Slows down their fast paced offense they were generating. You know yep. Bryn Forbes hitting threes. Um, he's he's again is one a guy who was a defensive liability at times, but was stepping up on offense and helping them cut into that league with some uh, big shots. But you know you put Giannis on the free throw line, slows everything down. Yeah. You know, everything slows down to a halt, especially because he takes bloody 40 seconds to shoot his free throws. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it just changes that pace of the game and it helped Phoenix to hold on to what they were doing.
0: For going to game two, Milwaukee, once they've decided what like their starting lineup's is going to be, if there's going to be adjustments made to that, um, they need to throw the first punch in game two. Uh-huh. Um, the fans are going to be crazy as, as they were today. We know that uh, playing in the Valley has become uh, a pretty pretty hard thing to do yeah, for a lot for of sure. teams. Um, so they, they need to try get their own league built up. They need to play their brand of basketball and mm-hmm. at the pace they want to um, before they head back to Milwaukee for Games 3 and 4.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and still, I mean, yeah, I don't think this series is far from over. Oh, obviously. not at all, not at all. I, mean, yeah, at all, I don't yeah. think anyone would say it's over, but even just looking at it, um, you know, if you can just steal one game on the road out of the first two, you're in a pretty good spot. You know, that's the goal, I think. I, I think the goal, realistically, is to try to get one of your first two uh, when you're playing on the road. So if they can, if the Bucks can bounce back and take Game Two, uh, you know maybe they play Giannis at the center. You know maybe they try different things with the the screen action, and I'm sure they'll be watching a lot of tape, figuring out what they can do. If they can take take Game Two in the Valley, you know it's it's right there, and they exactly. and it swings. You know the pendulum swings home. in their um in yep. their direction. So, um yeah, I think I think it's gonna be really interesting. We're gonna keep breaking down these uh these games. Yeah. Uh I'm really looking forward to game two. Oh, it's gonna
0: be awesome. It's always gonna be a battle of the big threes between these groups. Yeah. Um today Paul, Booker, and Ayton were huge and yeah. and their their supporting cast was there for them. Yeah. Um, but on the other side they're gonna need the Bucks are gonna need more from Drew. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna need Giannis to be more of his M V P type dominance. Mm-hmm. He needs to own the paint. Um and he had a few nice like mid range fadeaways today. Yeah. Like he's he's um he needs to get all that going for them to yeah. To get a few games in the series and and hopefully win for them.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so you've got a, an Aussie thing to tell us as well. Some good news. Uh, some exciting news in regards to the Olympics. So and... as the as the Australian
0: Boomers are wrapping up a bit of like a training camp, which they're uh, which they're doing in Los Angeles at the moment. Um, it was announced today that uh, Paddy Mills, that their star guard MVP, and when he when he puts on the green and gold, yeah. um, that he's going to be the flag bearer, yeah, um, which is huge. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't done it before, but it's going to be yeah, very exciting great. news for the Australian team.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, it'll be exciting. They, when do they start? It's not far. We got the got,
0: uh, end of this month, I think, the 25th is the yeah, first game. Yeah, so that's going to be exciting. So
1: we'll go straight from the finals into that, which yeah, is cool. forward doesn't stop for us here. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's cool that Paddy Mills is um, is representing. Yeah, he's obviously such a proud representative of australia and um and you know australian basketball and everything like that and his indigenous background as well so He's uh yeah, it's really cool. What a great choice for him to be the that flag bearer. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, for all those Aussie fans, we're gonna have um a few exhibition games in the lead up to the Olympics, and we'll be covering that the whole way. Yeah, so for came sure. to see Australia compete for a medal.
1: Yeah, so I think um we'll wrap it up pretty soon. Um, I'm not gonna go into an old school story today, just because we had so much to talk about with that exciting game one. Yeah, it's huge. Um, but yeah, just to to sum up some points on that one. I, I mean stuff we've said, but um. Really interesting game, a lot of fun. They're fast-paced, intense games with a lot of guys who haven't really been in those positions before. So it's a lot of fun to watch. If you didn't watch game one, uh, try try check in for game two because they are really exciting. And I, I suspect it's going to be a really close game. Exactly. Um, Chris Paul, i got to say, uh, you know, if I'm making a finals MVP prediction at this stage, and it's obviously very early to do that, but uh absolutely incredible I was blown away by if you' if you're a student if you're trying to learn the game you know a young kid trying to learn the game if you're a coach who's trying to understand the game better anything like that you got to watch how Chris Paul broke down that defense um, broke down the pick and rolls you know if it was switches he knew what to do if it was uh, if they were drop coverage he knew what to do yeah. and if they were fighting over he knew what to do and there's you know for every, for every action, there's a there's an appropriate reaction and that's what he did. It was fantastic. Uh,
0: let's just hope we see this series go. Both teams at full strength, healthy. Don't yeah. Never never want to see yeah. any injuries. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Not so like, uh, it'd be good, great to see these teams go to head healthy. Yeah. Um, the next game will be on Friday. We're gonna we're gonna be doing a podcast after every finals game just to wrap it all up and analyze that for you. So yeah. check back in with us then.
1: Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks again for listening.